the Milwaukee Brewers face a ton of questions this offseason as some of their division foes seem to be getting better in free agency. Will the Brewers make a move? Plus, to help me break down this offseason and look ahead to 2023, I will be joined by Brewers expert and editor-in-chief of Reviewing the Brew, also co-host of the Cold Brew podcast and host of Sports on Deck with David Gasper on 1310 WIBA. That's right, if you didn't catch the, the hint there. David Gasper will join me. Stay tuned in. You are Locked On Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Brewers fans, welcome back into the Locked on Brewers podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Brewers your first listen each and every day. Do not forget, we are free and available on all podcast platforms. That's right, Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course, there are so many others. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Brewers. You can also search for us on Facebook. I just created a Facebook account last week and get us right on your Facebook feed every morning at Locked on Brewers. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Folks, we are just under 300 subscribers from 1,000. It would mean the world to me if you guys could go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Stay tuned in to everything we do here on the Locked on Brewers podcast. I am your host, Brandon Snide. Like you, I am a lifelong and diehard Milwaukee Brewers fans recording this podcast, believe it or not, just minutes away from American Family Field. You know it. I know it as home to our Milwaukee Brewers. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Snide. Again, I tell you guys this every time we come onto the show. I cannot appreciate your time. I know this time of year can be super hectic and super busy. I appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk about our Milwaukee Brewers. As always, Locked On Brewers is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And look, let's face it. Let's be real about it, Brewers fans. We are facing an uphill climb to start the, the Milwaukee Brewers 2023 offseason trading away. Hunter Renfro, we talked about that. Trading away Colton Wan, we talked a little bit about that. Both who were the top two hitters for the Milwaukee Brewers in 2022. How do they plan on replacing that? Who needs to step up, and when will we see some of these prospects in Milwaukee? You heard me at the top of the show getting ready to introduce my guest, my friend. He's been on the show, not this show, other shows of mine, uh, multiple times before, editor-in-chief at Reviewing the Brew, also co-host of the Cold Brew Podcast, David Gasper. David, welcome to the Lockdown Brewers podcast. How are we doing? I'm doing good. You know, the Brewers have uh, actually, you know, made a move for once. It was a Rule 5 pick, but, you know, they, they made a move at the winter meetings. Um, you know, we still got a, a long way to go in the offseason. So, you know, plenty more to, to talk about, you know, plenty more to, to build this roster with. So, you know, hopefully we get uh, more of that coming up soon. And, and David, I want to dive into the Rule 5 pick. We'll get to their selection that they made last night. I do want to go go right into your thoughts. We'll start back from the beginning of the Brewers offseason because they've been in the they've been in the headlines, they've been in the news, maybe not for reasons Brewers fans want. They traded away Hunter Renfro uh, almost a, a year after exactly a year after trading Jackie Bradley Jr. back to Boston for him. What were your thoughts on just the Hunter Renfro trade? Yeah. <laughs> That one you could really kind of see coming a little bit. I mean, just with um, all the prospects that they got coming up with, you know, Sal Freelich, with Garrett Mitchell, Joey Weimer, Steri Ruiz, with all those guys, you know, you it really kind of made some sense for them to, to clear the deck uh, for those guys. I mean, they're going to be making league minimum. Hunter Renfro's going to be making $11 million. And, 
you know, if those guys work out as they're you know supposed to, they're going to be providing just about as good, hopefully better production even from that position. So, you know, it, it makes some sense from from the Brewers' end. Um, you know, I think the the upside in terms of what they got in return is pretty limited. Um, I would have liked to seen a little bit different type of package, um, but the Brewers opting to get um, quantity over quality with those arms, Jansen Junk, Elvis Paguero, uh, Adam Seminaris. So, I mean, you got three likely bullpen arms there. Jansen Junk is, they say, is going to be fighting for a, a rotation spot in spring. I don't see him earning one, but, you know, hey, it's spring training. Anything can happen. Um, but, you know, he's more likely a relief option. Elvis Paguero is a, a relief option with with control issues. And, um, you know, Adam Seminaris is a, you know, pitchability lefty, you know, could be a decent, you know, pitcher. But, you know, it's it's more the the Brent Suter type of guy there, which, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think for Hunter Renfro, uh, most people are hoping for a little bit better of a return. Um, you know, I think you're only going to get so much certainty in terms of a return for Renfro. But I would have liked to see at least a bit more of an upside play. I mean, for all these guys, for all their question marks, you know, even if everything hits for them, um, they're still limited upside guys. So I would have, I would have liked to see them go after someone with, with a higher ceiling. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a weird situation. I think he was due. You can correct me if I'm wrong, 11 and a half in arbitration upcoming. Mm-hmm. And he made, he made some comments. I'm sure you caught them basically calling the brewers cheap is basically what he did. Let's just call it for what it is. And he, yeah. there's obviously some truth to that. What were your thoughts on on him? I, and again, I'm I'm paraphrasing him. He mentioned something about when you know deals get too expensive or too pricey for Milwaukee, they're just gonna kind of you know find their way out of it. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think there's a, a lot of truth in what Runford said. I mean, he's this this isn't the first time this has happened to him. I mean, he's been you know passed <laughs> around you know a whole lot here lately. I mean, he's, he's a good player, man. I like I like yeah, him a lot, but. Yeah, but but he's on five teams in, in five different years. You know, he, know. he goes someplace for one year, then he gets traded, you know, gets sent out. So, you know, I think he, he kind of knows the deal at this point. And, you know, maybe he's a little bit cynical uh, about it. But, I mean, you know, like everyone can like, – like like we can all see what's what's going on here. They all know – they all see the, the hot shot outfield prospects in AAA. They all saw Gary Mitchell come up, and they know that there are other guys coming down. They, they, they pay attention to that too. So they know that that's coming. They know the payroll crunch. They know, you know, they can see the rest of the arbitration class, how much it's going to be costing, uh, the type of payrolls the Brewers tend to run. And, you know, doing the math in their head, it's like, yeah, this is going to be pretty expensive uh, for this team to be able to, to keep all these guys. So, you know, they, they can put two, to two, two and two together and make four, um, and they can see the writing on the wall. So, you know, I'm not surprised by it. Renfro's not surprised by it. I don't, I don't think anyone's really surprised that he ended up being a trade candidate and, and being sent out. Um, so, you know, I, I don't really read too much into it. I mean, it's it, it's just kind of what it is. Everyone could see that, that it was going to be coming. And speaking of surprises, I was surprised, not at the Colton Wong trade. I was, I shouldn't even say I was really surprised about them picking up his option because as soon as he picked up his option, or as soon as they picked up his option, the Milwaukee Brewers, of course, I immediately said I was actually on with my buddy Nick from the Lockdown White Sox podcast because they were asking about Colton Wan's availability. And I said I would be shocked if Colton Wan was in a Milwaukee Brewers uniform in 2023. And then literally three days later, he gets shipped to 
the Seattle Mariners. We get Jesse Winker, uh, outfielder Jesse Winker, maybe DH Jesse Winker. We'll see. And mm-hmm. uh, Abraham Toro. What were your thoughts on that initial trade? And what were your thoughts on on Winker and, and, and Toro? You know, it, it's a bit more interesting. Um, I like it a little bit better in terms of the return um, for uh, Wong than I did for Renfro, um, simply yeah. because, you know, there there's more upside. There, there's more ceiling potential there, I guess. You know, with, with Jesse Winker especially, you know, if he's able to get back to his Cincinnati Reds form, um, then, I mean, you got, you know, a really good player. You got a, got a big upgrade at DH there. Um, he has hit well in American Family Field before. Yeah, very so well. It stands to reason he could do so again. Uh, Toro is, uh, you know, I'm not super high on him. I mean, okay. he's he, he's probably a quad A player. I mean, he's he's gotten nearly 1,000 at-bats in the big leagues. He hasn't been able to, been able to hit. You know, he hit really well in the minors. You know, everyone's kind of trying to see, oh, you know, can we – can we get him to figure out how to hit? I don't think the Brewers can get him to figure out how to hit. The Brewers haven't really shown an ability to develop hitting uh, in recent say. years. <laughs> they uh, work on themselves first. <laughs> yeah, to, to put it mildly, uh, so well, I'm not I'm not too optimistic on him. He's probably going to he's probably going to fill Mike Brasso's role. Mike Brasso will fill Jace okay. Peterson's role, and they just kind of move on up. Uh, but I, I don't foresee Taro becoming a, a, a huge thing. Uh, in Milwaukee, unless all of a sudden he figure figures out how to hit big league pitching uh, in oh. a Brewers uniform. Oh, but oh. Uh, I mean, the the thing that concerned me about Winker was the reports out of Seattle about his attitude and just kind of how he yes. was in the clubhouse, not really working hard and you know pouting and whining and you know alienating himself from teammates and like that's something that really kind of concerned me. You know, so I had seen that a little bit before the trade. Then there's like, oh, now we're getting Winker. I'm like. This dude sounds like a clubhouse problem. Right. Um, you know, the, the focus was supposed to be on, you know, rebuilding that clubhouse chemistry after the front office destroyed it by trading away Josh Hader. And, you know, then it's like, okay, well, now we're going to get rid of Brent Suter and we're going to get rid of Jace Peterson and we're going to bring in Jesse Winker, who was a major problem in his last clubhouse. So I don't know, maybe his mood will change with a change of scenery. Maybe he just didn't mm-hmm. like the Pacific Northwest. I don't know. Um, but, you know, that's uh, that's the only thing that concerns me with Winker. I think he's due for a bounce back season offensively. Uh, without that, so as long as the attitude improves, it, it should be a pretty good deal. Yeah, I, I tend to agree uh, pretty much with everything you said. It's it's a contract year for Winker too. He's due for free agency after uh, following this year. I want to put a pin in this conversation because I have a theory, I have a thought surrounding the position of second base. And Abraham Toro, and if Toro is only here for, we'll say insurance purposes, but I'll we'll break that down uh, again. Chatting here with David Gasper from reviewing the Brew, we are going to talk about manage, Brewers manager Craig Council. He did name drop certain prospect in twenty for twenty twenty three. I mentioned it on yesterday's show. Shout out to the MVP Nacho over on Twitter who reminded me that I forgot to discuss it. Uh, so we are going to talk about a name to be on the lookout for 2023. And again, speaking of being surprised, something you do not want to be surprised about is how you place your sports bet. And there is not a better place other than betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer. Guys, you guessed it. To baseball. Soon. It's coming. I promise. 
and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you better love this podcast first, but you can find all the other ones at betonline.net as well. They are always the fastest and most easiest way to get your betting fix. Head on to the website today or use your mobile de- mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. I am being joined by editor editor in chief over at Reviewing the Brew, of course, co-host of the Cold Brew podcast, David Gasper, who does such a marvelous job. That whole team over there. If you guys are not following Reviewing the Brew, you can follow David on Twitter at dgasper24 as well. Please check them out. And speaking of those brewers, David, since this is the Lockdown Brewers podcast, and that's what we do here. Manager Craig Council spoke a few days at the winter meetings down in California. He name-dropped a highly touted prospect in Jackson Churio, and I mentioned it yes on on when on Tuesday's show that I would talk about this, but he said, "quote Why not?" When in re- reference to bringing him up in 2023, David, does this surprise you? Number one and number two, do you think we could see him? Because I am on let the kids play hashtag let the kids play in 2023. What about you? I mean, I would love to see it. Uh, you know, that, that's something that you know I think it's a, a good attitude, really from from the brewers to have, I mean, they're not placing any limitations uh, on Churio on their prospects. I mean, we, we really kind of saw that with him this year, how aggressive they were promoting him through the system. I mean, they, they sent him to low a Carolina in at, at the beginning of May. Um, you know, he had just played in the DSL last year and he put up, you know, some yeah. solid numbers, but you know, nothing uber spectacular. Um, and then, you know, they, they just sent him to low a Carolina. He just dominates. And, you know, they end up moving them to high A. And then, you know, even towards the end of the season, they move them up to double A uh, for one final promotion. And, you know, they, they've been aggressive with him throughout. He's going to start next season in double A. Um, but you how, know, long does he last, how long does he last there, though? How long? A oh, couple months at most. <laughs> okay. Okay. Probably. I mean, you, you, you might get to midseason there with him, um, you know, depending on how well he hits. I mean, if he continues to play like, like he has and he continues to hit, you know, 300 something, you know, 290, 300 something with, with pop uh, and stealing bases and everything, you know, it, it's going to be a pretty short stint and they're going to continue to challenge him. So, you know, they moved him up quickly. He does have a little bit of a high strikeout rate down there. So hopefully he can uh, address that throughout the offseason. He's playing winter ball in Venezuela right now. So, you know, hopefully they'll be able to, to work with him and, and continue to develop him throughout the offseason and he can come into 2023. Uh, still hitting the ball incredibly well. So as long as he continues to play like this, you know, he could be in uh, AAA by midseason, and, you know, we could see him in uh, Milwaukee perhaps as a September call-up. Um, you know, it, it's good to see that the Brewers aren't going to limit themselves on, on Churio. They, they aren't going to put, a, like, a full stop on it. Um, but, you know, it's just going to depend on on big league need. And currently there are four outfield prospects ahead of them that are in AAA or the big leagues already. So – you know, there may not be too much of a spot for him in 2023, uh, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Um, you know, perhaps, you know, hopefully this doesn't happen, but injuries could happen. Um, you know, knock on wood that, that it doesn't. But, you know, th- there's a lot of different things that could happen over the course of a season. And, you know, the Brewers are, are open to it. And last year, Craig Council said the same thing about Abner Uribe. You know, and he hadn't gotten above a ball, uh, but he could throw it 103 miles an hour. So, and I think Uribe was on that track this year before he tore his meniscus back in back in April and was out for the season. So, 
Um, and now he's added to the 40 man roster, but you know, it's that same kind of thing. So it just kind of, you know, puts, puts your mind to it that they've got this guy on the, on the radar for potentially helping out soon. Yeah. And I think, I think when, if you're the Milwaukee Brewers too, and, and again, a lot's yet to be determined, obviously free agency winter meetings are wrapping up. Everything's kind of moving along uh, a couple moves throughout major league baseball. We won't even talk about Wilson Contreras and where he's playing next year. No, we will. I'm just <laughs> kidding. We'll talk about that later. Aaron judge stays in New York with for an ungodly amount of money, but I, I, I said in the last segment, David, I want to put a pin in our conversation with Abraham Toro. Now, uh, this is just this is hypothetical. This is just me thinking a little bit outside of the box. Maybe not even really that. I shouldn't think, I'll, you know, end up hurting myself. But is Abraham Toro maybe just a little bit of an insurance policy? Because who do you think gets to start at second base this year? Do you think it's Bryce? Yeah, I think it's going to be Bryce. Um, you know, that's right off the, that, right off the bat, like right out of spring training. You think it's going to be Bryce? Yeah, I, I okay. think so. I mean, he's someone that you know he played incredibly well last year. He's already added to the forty man roster. Uh, you know, Craig Council was was even kind of saying there in his comments at the winter meetings about um, Bryce and you know, like these young kids are kind of you know the reasons you know that that we're trading yeah. a guy like Colton Wong. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it's essentially to clear the deck for Bryce Terang. Um, so as long as, you know, he has a, you know, semi-decent spring training um, and, you know, looks looks the part, looks ready to go, and I think he is, um, then I think they're, they're going to give him that job um, going forward. So uh, it, it's going to be his to claim uh, for sure when, when they enter spring training. So I think they're going to give it to give it to the kid, you know, the Colton Wong. They moved him out of the way. They're, they're clearing it up for, for Bryce. Yeah, and, and and I think yeah, I talked to Ben Ranieri, who covers the Seattle Mariner, Mariners. I talked to him on Monday's episode. You know, he said Toro's kind of like one of those. He's a versatile guy. He can play second. He can play third. Um, so you look at maybe a guy like Jace Peterson goes. Now, obviously, I'm not saying Abraham Toro is going to be the Jace Peterson. There's only one on base Jace, but he's kind of that guy that gives you a little bit of flexibility. If Luis Urias needs a day off, maybe Willie Adams, maybe they can slide some guys around. But yeah, four years of control for Toro. I guess we'll see you know, what his, what the plan is with him going forward, but talking about control here, where do you think Ethan small fits in with this team? I know, you know, he had, he was up here early last, last year, showed some good things, had some bad moments, got out of some jams. I mean, kind of an up and down year. Where do you see him fitting in, in 2023 uh, to start off the year and maybe progress as the year goes on? Yeah. For, I mean, for Ethan, I mean, it's really kind of a, it was a tough year for him. Um, I mean, he had every opportunity really to, yeah, he did. to get a rotation spot in the big leagues. And he just was not able to claim it. I mean, he was supposed to be the guy as a kind of six starter that they could call up from AAA uh, whenever they need it. Injuries ravaged the rotation throughout the year, and they still weren't calling on him. They, they ended up having to call upon Jason Alexander uh, for a bunch of those starts. That should have been going to Ethan Small. And the reason they passed him up was – because his control took a major step backward. He started walking everybody. It was the strangest thing. Um, you know, that, that never had been a problem for him before. Um, but, you know, he lost his command, lost his control. And, you know, it, it's starting to lead to maybe some concerns that maybe he's a relief type guy rather than a, you That's know. That's what I was thinking. Like a middle guy. relief guy, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, he doesn't throw super hard. Um, you know, he's just got a bunch of pitches. He's a variety of timing things, you know, so, you know, maybe he could still work in the rotation, but he has got to figure out that walk issue. So I, I think for small, 
you're probably going to see him start the year in AAA again um, and then just kind of see where he ends up finding a role where, where one opens up in, in Milwaukee, whether it be in the rotation, whether it be uh, in the bullpen. Um, but, I mean, he's someone that, you know, his future is kind of a bit more up in the air because last year was supposed to be the year, like like 2022, he was supposed to take that big step forward and, you know, become a regular piece on this big league pitching staff. And he just was not able to do it. No. And he was a guy at, man, I, I remember exactly making, when he made his major league start, I, I set aside my schedule. I wanted to watch, you know, the, the, you know, coming out of triple a coming out of the minors was just a guy that they were fascinated by. I remember what, what was it? Uh, Mississippi state, right? That's where he was selected yep. out of. Yeah. Mississippi state. state. I, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, he's a guy too. I, I talked about on one of the earlier shows last uh, earlier this week was a middle relief guy, because I think that's a position where the Brewers have some questions, obviously on the back end, they have some questions. They got questions kind of everywhere right now, but uh, that's one of them. Another guy I wanted to talk to you about before we swap uh, topics here, uh, the Brewers made headlines, which it feels like they have made headlines on the wrong end for Brewers fans when they traded, Josh Hader back in August 2nd of 2022. I have that date stamped in my head for a reason here, David. But uh, they acquired Robert Gasser, and he's a guy that is projected to be maybe a three to five guy starter in the rotation. Do you see him starting in AAA this year? Do you see him projecting into the into the majors early on? Where do you see Gasser fitting in, in in 2023? Yeah, Gasser, I think, was a big prize for the Brewers in that Josh Hader trade. More than Ruiz, or who was who was more? Top, who do you think was better, or who do you think I they think, valued more? I think Gasser is the one that they were okay. after. Okay, um, you know, just like they really liked him in the draft, they weren't able to push him to a spot where where they could get him. Um, so they they didn't end up selecting him, but they really loved him. He's got a lot of traits, a lot of stuff that the Brewers are good at developing. Yeah. Um, so he's really taken a major step forward since he joined the Brewers organization from the Padres. So that's a guy I think they they really love, um, and that they were really after. And I think it could be a huge weapon for this team, um, likely out of the rotation. Um, you know, going forward, and you know he's probably going to start the year in AAA. I mean, he made it up there towards the end of the year, made a couple of starts, but. Uh, he's going to be starting in AAA again. Um, and then, uh, you know, he could, um, you know, be jumping up to, you know, if, if any spot opens up for a spot start or whatever, um, if anything happens to the top rotation guys, uh, I think he could end up being one of the first names called to, to help out in those spot starts. You know, he might jump Ethan Small uh, in order to get that call. Uh, he might jump Jansen Junk, um, you know, depending on if Junk is already on the big league roster. So, you know, they've got a lot of different directions that they could go, but I think they really like Gasser, um, and that's one that they are going to be uh, pushing to to get to Milwaukee and that they really can turn into to something really good and really special. Interesting. I think, again, like it's fun to talk about because the Brewers obviously have questions, but it's like they have answers, but they have un, unproven answers, you know, so to speak. So mm -hmm. it's, it's fun to discuss. It's fun to talk about. Again, we already know that the Milwaukee Brewers have questions ahead of 2023. Will Tyrone Taylor finish the year in Milwaukee? I'm going to ask David that. Is there a spot on this team for Keston Hira? We talked about second base. We talked about where these younger uh, prospects could play. We're going to see if Keston Hira has a spot on this team. And then I'm going to ask David the hard-hitting question because it's a question that I am putting my feet in concrete. If we can't sign Corbin Burns, and I'm telling you right now, we better – Signed Corbin Burns. Where and when does he get traded? 
I'm going to ask David to break down a little bit of what the roster could look like in 2023 and beyond. We have discussed it, Brewers fans, that kids are coming to play in 2023. At least we hope so. If you're me, you're rooting for it. But what does that mean for some of the guys that we currently have on the roster? David Gasper here from Reviewing the Brew, editor-in-chief, co-host of uh, the Cold Brew Podcast. Uh, have some guys here, David, that I want to discuss with you for our Milwaukee Brewers. Again, you and I are both Brewers fans. We talk about the Brewers. You write about the Brewers. I just yell into a microphone about the Brewers mostly. Uh, we're going to talk about Corbin Burns. We're going to end the show on Corbin Burns. We've got a few minutes here to wrap this up. Do you see a guy like Kesson here? Number one, do you see him fitting on this team in 2023? And, and if you do, where do you see him fitting? No, I don't see Kesson here fitting. <laughs> that's, a good, that's, um, a, that's an answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wrote this at Reviewing the Brew uh, like a week or two ago. It's time for these two sides to divorce. I mean, it's just not working out. You know, they, they've tried things. They, they just got some irreconcilable differences. Um, it's just, it, it's not going to work. I mean, they, they, with, with what they've done with, with Keston and how he's really kind of developed over, over these last couple of years. I mean, he came up in 2019, such hype. Um, it's like, oh, he's just going to hit so well that, you know, the defense and the rest of the stuff is not going to matter. All of his flaws are not going to matter. But now all of his flaws are mattering because he's not hitting. Um, he's striking out 40 plus percent of the time. That is just unacceptable to have, especially for someone who is regarded as one of the best pure hitters, uh, coming up. Right. I don't know right. how he went from one of the best pure hitters in baseball to not being able to make contact on anything. I mean, it, yeah. it boggles the mind. Um, and someone in, in the Brewers organization needs to do a really deep dive on how Keston Hira got this bad. Um, you know, and I know people will look at the OPS plus numbers and be like, oh, he was above average and, you know, all of this. And, you know, it's, it's such limited playing time um, and, and it's so home run reliant because he just had, you know, a, a couple of those of those home runs to just kind of, you know, just change the whole stats. Um, but I mean, really, with, with the strikeout numbers, with the average dipping the way it is um, and his immense struggles against lefties. Uh, and not only the fact that he struggles against lefties, but that Craig Council refused to play him against righties and always only put him in against lefties. Like, I think it's just a sign that the Brewers are done. They're like, look, you are a right-handed platoon option off the bench at this point. He can't play anything defensively that's worth any value. He doesn't bring any value there. So you can't really be a right-handed hitter facing right only right-handed pitchers in a platoon that it doesn't really work. So they're trying to force him. It, it's a square peg into a round hole. Right. That's what they're trying to do. And I right. think it's in the best interest of both the Brewers and Hira to just move on, trade him somewhere for whatever you can get, because now with Winker in the fold, there's not going to be many DH at bats available with Rowdy Telez being who he is. There's not going to be much for first base at bats available. Not going to be anything at second base. He can't play there. Not going to be anything in left field. So where do you play him? You don't. You know, the, like there's there's no spot for him. And it, it's in the best interest of both sides to just split up and just just trade him. That's uh that's basically how I felt about it. It was weird, you know, when 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 the Brewers kept sending him down and bringing him back up and sending him back down last year. And it just wasn't clicking. He'd go down to triple A, be three for four with two doubles and a home run. He'd come up here and you wouldn't see, you know, a beach ball thrown in front of him. So it's, it's a, it sucks because again, I remember the hype around him 
kind of, I don't want to put him on Jackson Chorio level. Maybe he, I, you know, maybe he is uh, at that at point in his minor league career, but the hype around that dude was just incredible on, from an offensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of prospects, speaking of younger players, now Tyrone Taylor, the, it feels like the Brewers have about eight outfielders that could start. You know, Ruiz, Garrett Mitchell, you got obviously Christian Yelich, Weimer. I mean, they're, they're loaded offensively. Where do you see Tyrone Taylor uh, in 2023? Is he another guy where you, you got to keep him? He's, he, he's a, pro, a proven professional. You know what you're going to get out of him. You know you're going to get good defense. He's got the speed. He can get on the base path and, and cause havoc and kind of see what you got in the guys that are b- behind him, meaning those prospects, or is he a guy where you're looking around to shop him around? I think he's a guy who's going to end up getting shopped around. Um, I don't think they're going to trade him initially this offseason just because they have so little proven outfield depth at the moment. You know, you have Christian Yelich out there in left field, but other than that, you got all the kids and, and Tyrone Taylor. So especially now with Renfro out the door, I figured at least one of Renfro and Taylor would, would be gone um, because you got a clear room for, for Mitchell and, and Ruiz at, at the right. least. Right. Uh, but, you know, Felix is going to be coming up there as well. I, I think yep, they're going to keep Taylor him, yeah. at least in the short term uh, until Joey Weimer is ready. Uh, and you can put Taylor out there in right field. I think it'd be a solid fit there. Um, but he's going to be more in, into a part-time bench-ish role. Um, and they're probably going to rotate through him and Mitchell and Ruiz uh, and Freelich and those guys, uh, you know, between those two spots. And, you know, just kind of see um, – who steps up and who gets hot. And, you know, once those kids prove that they're ready, you know, once Freelich um, and Ruiz and especially Weimer prove that they're ready, then I think Taylor's going to be out the door because, I mean, you got those four guys already. And yeah. we already we talked about this earlier. Jackson Churio could be coming up later in the year too. Sure. Um, but, you know, th- there's just not enough room for all those outfielders. Uh, so Tyrone Taylor is going to be the one that, that it's going to end up going. So I don't, I don't know if he goes at the deadline I don't know if he ends up getting, you know, designated for assignment or something, but um, I don't envision him finishing the 2023 season with the Brewers. Um, so it, it's just he might stick around it at the beginning, but I don't see him finishing the year. I got about 30 seconds here, David. I've went on this show two times now of this week alone. Uh, keep in mind, it's only like my fifth show here. Uh, so about half, about 50% here. Uh, I said, you got to sign Corbin Burns. I said it, I stick with it. Uh, I'm tired of the loser mentality throughout this fan base, throughout this organization. You get a good player and you got to ship them around. We heard Craig council mentioned it at the winter meetings. That was the motivating factor behind trading Josh Hader, which is to me is just, it's pathetic. Uh, this mm-hmm. fan base deserves good players. They deserve great players. And when you got them and you raise them like you did with Corbin Burns, you deserve to reap the benefits and, and, and go all in, so to speak. What are your thoughts on Corbin Burns? Do they should they sign him? Should they trade him? Uh, you'll you, you'd you'll be blown away, David. Well, you might not be blown away because you write about it for <laughs> a living, but you'd be blown away by the amount of Brewer fans that want to trade him while he's got high value. I think they're nuts. What about you? Yeah, I, I've been seeing that a whole bunch as well, and it just upsets me. I mean, amen to everything you just said. You have <laughs> to try to extend Burns. I mean. He, he is the greatest homegrown pitcher that they've ever had. He's the greatest Not even close, pitcher, yeah. essentially, in, in franchise history. Yep. Um, yep. Homegrown, developed. I mean, you have him. He's right there. You're in a competitive window, as we say. Like, you, you are much better off having him on your team 
than whatever you get back in, in return. I mean, if you want to win a World Series, having a Cy Young winner in your rotation really does help. You know, it, it really does. Look, look at uh, 2022. Look, look, look at the uh, the Astros. They got a couple of Cy Young winners in there. Look, look at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Look at the Washington Nationals. The look at the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Look, look at the Braves. Like, look at all the World Series winners. And every single one, you're going to find at least one, maybe two, former Cy Young winners or, or Cy Young winners from that year on that team. So, I mean, th- that is the guy that you absolutely have to try to keep. He's got to be their first priority. Um, it's going to cost a lot. Uh, you know, that like they are not getting him for less than $200 million total. Um, but you got to try. You, you got to at least, you know, get that moving and, and, and see what it'll cost uh, and see, you know, what he's willing to accept and have those conversations um, and, and try to keep him around. I mean, it's, you know, they're not going to be able to keep all three of Burns, Woodruff, and Willie Adams. They're just not. But Burns is going to be the most expensive of the group. You got to try to get him first. And he's the best of the group. So that's the guy you got to keep around. You've already locked up Yelich for your offense, quote unquote. You got to lock down the rotation. And, you know, as much as I love Freddie Peralta and Aaron Ashby, those guys don't have what Corbin Burns has. Like like you have to try to sign Corbin Burns and you can have a big three of Burns, uh, Peralta and, and Ashby. And that'd be great. Every team would love to have that. Um, If you could sign Woodruff as well, that would also be great. But, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm not getting my hopes up for both. Um, But yeah, absolutely. I am fully on board the pay Corbin Burns. Uh, hype train. I was the leader of the Corbin Burns for Cy Young hype you train. You were. It was. And that's that's facts. That's proven. Yeah, and I <laughs> am now also the leader of the extend Corbin Burns hype train. I love it, David. I love it because I I'm with you on it, man. And you already heard me talk about it. It, it. Enough of the loser mentality in Milwaukee. You guys got to shake that off. This, the fans, we deserve a championship. David, thank you so much for joining the Locked On Brewers podcast. Before I let you go. Please let everybody here know how they can find you, where they can find your guys' work, how they can find your work, where they can hear you, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at dgasper24. And then, of course, you know, over at reviewingthebrew.com is where all of our stuff is going to be going up um, all the time. I uh, got our own podcast, the Cold Brew Podcast. Again, you can find that, uh, you know, everywhere. So, uh, you know, that's with me and my co-editor over there at, at Reviewing the Brew, Matt Carroll. Um, so we do that each each and every single week. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, so plenty of great stuff coming up. Um, we got stuff on the site right now about the Brewers Rule Five pick, Gus Farland. Yeah, we didn't um, even get to that, but we'll we'll get to yeah. it. But yeah, yeah. And then um, I've got my uh, sports on deck with Dave Gasper um, Saturday mornings at ten o'clock on thirteen ten WIBA uh, over here in Madison, or you can listen to it worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Um, so it's, um, you know, plenty of, uh, different ways for me to, to put my thoughts and, uh, uh opinions out there. So, um, yeah, you know, tons of stuff at reviewing the brew.com. Uh, we update it all the time. It's, it's been a, it's been a busy time for us for sure. And I tell people, I, I talk about it. It's, it's the best brewers website, uh, that you'll find out there. I mean, it is up to date. The writers are just fantastic. Uh, you, Matt, Tyler, I mean, they're just a number of them. Uh, so so good at what you guys do. Thank you again, uh, Dave. And, and we'll, we'll talk throughout the year. That's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me, man. Thank you. Have a good one.
Thank you guys all for making the Lockdown Brewers podcast part of your daily routine. I cannot tell you enough how much it means to me. I appreciate it. You can find the Lockdown Brewers podcast everywhere you get your podcast. Again, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. Just go up to the search bar, search Locked on Brewers. And then you can find me on Twitter if you want, at Brandon underscore Snide. Just a heads up. I tweet a lot about the Bucks and the Packers as well. But again, thank you guys for making uh, Locked on Brewers your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Coming up on Friday's episode, I will continue to take a look at off-season scenarios for the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll take a trip around the league, who signed where. And again, a voice you are familiar with, a former co-host of this podcast, former Milwaukee Brewer Vinny Rutino will join me and we will discuss the Milwaukee Brewers and their off-season thus far and always take a look at 2023. But that'll do it for today. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Brewers.